Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to today's program. We're going to talk all about marketing today and how uh, strategy, Dr. Frank, is more important than tactics. Welcome back to the GreenIndustryPodcast.com studios. Hey, Paul. It's good to be back. I always enjoy talking marketing with you and your audience. You know what, Dr. Frank? Since we started, you started pushing me. You know, iron sharpens iron. Right. We, we were always sharp. <laughs> we just had a nice little sharpening session <laughs> off air. But uh, you've helped me to think so much better about marketing and develop better strategies. And I've honestly seen it affect the bottom line of my business uh, as time's gone on now. And I've uh, made some moves. Yeah, that's good. Uh, see, the thing is, is there's a difference between strategy and tactics. A lot of times we get confused with one versus the other. And one as a might, as a business owner, get too focused on tactics. Well, you, you, you do it you do advertising this way or you um, approach uh, getting your message out in, in um, meetings with where your target market might be um, uh, there and, and you, you give a speech or, or you do this or that. There's all kinds of tactics is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. All kinds of tactics, tactics that you can get involved with to, to get your me- message out about your company and your services and how good you are and why they ought to invoke your, your company. But uh, strategy is more important because if you, if you have the wrong strategy, the tactics aren't going to be very effective. Wow. And you can always learn the tactics that work with any strategy. And there's plenty of information on that. It's the strategy that really matters. And when you look at successful businesses, you'll find out that um, it's their strategy that is the lifeblood of their revenues and their, their influx of new customers. Wow. So we're going to talk about the kinds of strategies you should think about. And they get implemented a little differently with everybody's business. But if you know the right way to think about it, you'll come to the right conclusion. So that's, that's what good. we're going to be talking this about This is today. good. You got me on the edge of my seat. Okay. So um, what are the main strategies? Uh, when you're trying to get new customers... See, I'm that build. was a rhetorical question. I'm getting better. <laughs> I'm getting better with Dr. Frank as my guest. In the past, I would have tried to give some dumb answer, but I, I'm picking up on your style. Go ahead. Yeah, rhetorical questions are good because they you get you thinking. St- you used to confuse me, though, because you just give a rhetorical question. I have no idea the answer, and I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> man. But well, that, then I realized that's just your style. You like to ask a rhetorical question and answer it. Because they get people thinking. That's right. Get them thinking on the right track. Uh, 
to build your business, you really need to get new customers. And what's better than just getting new customers is getting the best new customers. Mm. And uh, we're, that's one strategy. And we'll talk about that. Another strategy is to really put your thinking into how to stimulate repeat sales, new sales from existing customers. Get more revenue from your existing customers. And there's a lot of reasons why that's a good idea. And then um, another strategy is focusing on how to improve loyalty with your existing customers and, re and retention of them. Mm -hmm. That's always a very productive strategy as well. And then uh, finally, uh, manage your marketing costs. And uh, that's just pretty, pretty simple. Just make sure that you can measure how much you're spending with how much you're getting back, either in the short term or the long, long term. Um, but uh, this, some of the most effective marketing that you can do is inexpensive or free. So um, that's why I put that one last. So uh, acquiring new customers, you really want to figure out who your best customers are. One good way to do that is just look at your existing customers and who are your best ones and what do they have in common with each other. Mm. That's a good way and an easy way to determine uh, what other new types of customers you should go after. Mm -hmm. It might be uh, demographics. Mm -hmm. It might be psychographics, how they think, and they might live in different neighborhoods. But they all think the same in a way mm -hmm. that determines them to be one of your best type of customers you currently have. Mm -hmm. Or it might be where they live. It's just simply that simple. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of ways to categorize who your existing customers are that are your best ones that you'd like to have more of. Mm -hmm. And you need to just think about it and mm -hmm. spend some time uh, thinking about that or maybe even talking to your best customers and getting into their head a little bit. Mm -hmm. Now, um, you have experience with that a lot. Uh, you, you were able to see in your marketplace, your local marketplace, <laughs> who were your best customers? Because yeah. not all of them were your best customers. No. Right? And I'd say the first five or six years, I was growing frustrated, Dr. Frank, because I'm somewhat of a perfectionist. When I do a, we'll use lawn maintenance as an example. Right. I just love making the edge perfect along the driveway up to the front door. And I'll let, you know, with the blade, with the stick edger, I'll make it perfect. I'll, I'll touch it up with the weed eater. Then I'll blow the channel out. And this takes time, but I'm so meticulous. And then going around the garden, the soft, we call them soft garden bed edges where the flower beds are and, and, and making a nice trench there and, and mowing the yard with a nice sharp blade and just making it look pristine and nice. And what I was noticing in the early days, Frank, I was, I, I was not being appreciated, meaning the, I would do this because that's just the right thing to do in my aesthetics of how I want a yard to look if it was my yard. And then I would realize I was these customers, I was over in Lawrenceville, these customers didn't appreciate it. It's like, you know, they just, they, they didn't care as much as I did. Well, then I ended up working for a guy named Randy and this guy was more, uh, meticulous than I was just with his life in general, like everything. I think he had someone come like, uh, make his bed every day and fluff his pillow and clean his towel. He just, the guy was very, 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 very wealthy fella, but, um, he wanted his yard perfect. And so there was a perfect match for me because he was my best customer because we, we had the same goal. How, how can we make this yard reach its full potential? And I've shared this on the air before, but he said, Hey, Anytime you ever want to do anything to make my yard look better, he's like, don't even ask me, just do it and send me the invoice. And if 
uh, jobs more than 600 bucks, then at least shoot me a text or email first and I'll authorize it. But any, he's like, just if you think you need to do this or add that or add a little iron or iron makes your grass greener or add a little this, that, or the other, just do it. And he's like, I want this thing to, to look perfect. And so that was my best customer. And then here's to, to make your point, Frank. Um, then he told me about one of his neighbors. Uh, his name was Bob got a really nice $2 million house. And, and, uh, Wanted the kind of similar personality, wanted it looking so nice. And and then uh, the other guy, ironically, his name was Robert, but his other neighbor. And uh, as I started meeting his friends, I realized, oh, these guys roll together that have, they have money, but they want their yard to look fantastic. And so for me, that those are my best customers that value quality and are willing to pay for it. And uh, like I said, it took me a while to figure that out that I didn't like working for the people where I was doing a good job and they just didn't appreciate it. But finding customers that like, man, I, they look out their window and they want perfection. So they get the best new customer for you was someone that it was a good match for yeah, what a million dollar plus home. And they want it looking nice. And, you know, they basically fired the other company cause they just, you know, a regular person would drive by and be like, man, that looks nice. But to uh, someone with a real focused eye, they're like, oh, they didn't, they, they, you know, didn't do that right or didn't do this right. Right. So you figured out what was important in the eyes of your best customers and you saw how that was a really good match with what you did best in the way that you saw things too. Quality was what they were looking for. And that's the other thing. I know I have my tank top on right now because I just got back from the gym, doctor. <laughs> so I look a little raggedy, but you know, wearing a golf shirt and, right. and being able to talk their language. These are these are, you know, multimillionaire folks, or, or at least I would say they all their net worth definitely they're all millionaires at least. But they they're not dumb. So so they when you're professional in their world and you have uh, etiquette and you can talk to them, you know that that mattered as well. But sorry to get off off your point. Well, no, I think that was a good point. But what I'm saying is you figured out what what was uh, in common with your best customers, and it happened to be a very good match with who you were and what you represented. Yeah. So if you emphasize that in all your marketing messages, whether they were informal or, or formal, then it became a filter to attract the ones that really thought the way that you w thought was the best customer and it would, att it would attract them mm -hmm. to you. Yeah. Whereas, um, that advertising or those marketing messages wouldn't really resonate with the people you really weren't looking for anyway. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that's, that's what you want to do is figure out who your best customers are and, uh, focus and target your marketing messages to resonate with them. And hopefully that's a good, good match. The other strategy is to stimulate repeat sales with your existing customers. That's how you get more lifetime value out of the customer. There's many things that your company could be doing that your customer wants. Maybe you don't even know that they want it, but you can, or maybe they don't know that they want it. Mm -hmm. But, but if you offer it and additional services or products, uh, that that will bring in more revenue. That's always a good strategy because there's no advertising cost with that. You're not spending any money to acquire that customer. They already are your customer. And it's just a matter of making more products and services available to them by letting them know. And there's all kinds of ways that you can communicate with them to do that. Uh, there's... 
there's a lot of different bells and whistles, so to speak, that mm-hmm. you can you can add. Another thing you can do is offer different levels of, of the same service where um, you, you have like the, um, the, the bronze level, the silver level, the gold level, and the platinum level. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that may be a good strategy. Yeah, it, that, totally. that, may, that may not work with your customers, but, but for some it does. Mm-hmm. And uh, that way they're not picking and choosing different services. They're just picking different levels mm-hmm. of, of service. Yeah. Um, there is a psychological benefit to that also, because if you, if you do a, uh, a, a different levels of service that you offer and they say, well, I just want to start with the lower one. Uh, most people pick the middle one, yep. but they know, but they know that there's an upper one and they psychologically for a lot of people, they, they uh, desire to get to the highest level at some point down the road without even realizing it. it's kind of subconscious. Mm-hmm. So uh, that might be a good strategy, but a business owner really needs to think about ways of stimulating additional sales with their customer base. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really easy money if, if you can come up with new things that, that they want. And like I said, they may not know that they want it, but if it's offered to them and, and you educate them why it's important, they'll say, yeah, I didn't think of that. I'd, I'd like to do that. I'd like to have the weed control. I'd like to have the, the flowers put in the flower bed or mm-hmm. some of the other things. Uh, some of those things are seasonal, like you talk about all the time, but some of them are not seasonal. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kinds of things did you add along the way in your business that, that you didn't start out doing? Well, when I started out, I didn't understand the industry. So all I knew how to do was push the mower. Yeah. So I, I would just mow and I kind of knew how to edge. And I got a little bit better as I went and then blow. So mow, edge, trim, blow. That's the, that's the most basic thing out there. And one day, Maria, a uh, real pretty lady, she had a black Escalade and uh, she... Uh, brand new black Escalade at the time it was a ninety thousand dollar car. Now nowadays, probably like I don't know. I saw I saw that G wagon from Mercedes at down at a Halcyon last night. Uh, Hundred and eighty nine thousand dollars for that car, but that's either here or there. Maria pulls up and she says, "Hey, we want um all of our garden beds. We want to put rock in there, and we need some sod out back." So I was like, "Okay, no problem." And uh, so that was my first garden bed job i took this alabama uh forget the name of alabama crimson stone little pebbles things i thought it was ugly but that's what she wanted i put that all her garden bed what kind of color it It was red red dark red oh yeah but i like mulch Mm -hmm. i'm from ohio but anyway she wanted rock so she never had to you know once you put stone in little little rock stones in there then you don't have to do it every year you know what i mean so I put the landscape fabric down, put that in there. And, and then after I got one job under my belt, I was like, oh, I feel comfortable doing this. So then I would, you know, offer mulch and, and decorative stone in the garden beds. I did that sod job for her. And I was like, oh, I, I can figure this out. And so, you know, I, I started offering sod. And then um, as I started working in the nicer neighborhoods, I realized they get uh, flowers because by the entrance gates, they have these gorgeous displays of flowers. Gorgeous. That company does a good job. So the customers would say, Hey, I want some flowers like we have out by the grand entrance. You know what I mean? So I figured, I, I figured out how to do flowers. So it was, it was basically the customers asking me, Hey, do you know how to do this? And I didn't, but I said I did. And then I did it. And then I was like, Oh, I can figure this out. And so, you know, by the end of it, I, you know, I, I know how to dig a hole and plant a tree or plant a plant or, you know, basically full service can, can do anything. 
But I quickly found out I don't like doing fertilization and weed control. Uh, it's good money, but I hate it. I don't like the smell. I don't like the... I just don't like that. So. Well, uh, the, you were given some examples where the customer asked you, hey, do you do this? I, I'm interested in this. Mm-hmm. How about the opposite side of that where you told them, I do this and I do that and I do this other thing. Have you considered that? And they say, no, I didn't even know you did that. I didn't. Why is that important even? Yeah. And where you educated them and got them thinking about something they weren't even thinking about in the first place and that became an additional revenue stream. Did you have examples of that too along yeah, the way? Yeah, totally. I would say scalping the yard in the spring. You know, some homeowners, they just don't know. You, you want to, with our Bermuda and Zoysia uh, warm season turfs here, the beginning of the year, you want to go as low as you can. We call it scalping it and just getting the grass. You know, this, we're talking March. You just scalp it down to nothing, you know, to a half inch or, you know, real, real, real low. And that's where you start the season. So a lot of them don't know that. A lot of people transplant in from the north or whatever, where they have their grass at like four inches and, and they're, you know, to have a grass at a half inch or one inch, they're like, well, what? They're just educating on that. So that's easy money, spring cleanup, scalp in the yard, beginning of the season. And then the core aerations we talk about all the time, which it's, we're in the middle of that time now for those listening in real, real time, May, late April, May, this is when you're doing core aeration. So just upselling them on that, educating on them on that, upselling them on that. And um, the weed control you know, I don't do that personally, but letting them know that and then can subcontract that out. Cause in order for the yard to look the way I want it to look, they absolutely no. I, I won't touch a yard that doesn't have, um, a weed control service. There's no way I could do that. Cause I'd be mowing weeds and that for, for some folks, that's fine that live in rural, <laughs> um, you know, rural Illinois or rural Iowa, yeah. right? It's not like Atlanta here where, Good Lord. This city is amazing. I mean, for a landscaper, it's like, if you can't make big money doing lawn care landscape in Atlanta, like you're just not listening to your podcast. Right. It's, 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 it's low hanging fruit out here. How many homes there are that want it looking nice? Well, to acquire those new customers or stimulate new sales with your existing customers, a good strategy is to think about ways that can make your customer's life easier. Mm-hmm. That's something they're always looking for. And if you if you can think about things that they know about or they don't know about that makes their life easier, they'd be open to hear that most of the time. And you can get new customers or sell more to existing customers that way. Another thing is sometimes... Uh, particularly new customers, they're risk adverse and they want to see before they take you on for your service as, as a company, they want to see that you can reduce uh, perceived risk and you can, you can help them with that by emphasizing your customer support or demonstrating your reliability and uh, providing lots of references and positive testimonials. That's another good way to, to reduce risk. That's a key for a lot of your, your target market, particularly if they're a new customer. Um, I think if they're an existing customer, they just want to make sure you know what you're doing on this new thing mm-hmm. that, that you're offering. And then finally, uh, there are people that are just resistant mm-hmm. uh, either to more services or taking on your company in the first place. And for them, what's really key in their, their psychographics is fear of loss. They need convincing proof that they're going to gain by taking you on. Uh, 
and and you need to think about ways that that your company can reduce their their fear of loss um, or prove that that this is going to really improve their life in, in a great way. So that's kind of the barriers uh, that you you need to overcome. So that's uh, basically getting new customers and uh, selling more to to existing customers. I think when we come back, we should probably talk about loyalty and retention. Okay, is that is that your segue into a commercial break, Frank? <laughs> Hello, Green Industry Podcast listeners. This is Xander Kirby with Pure Marketing Agency. Many of you may have heard me as a friend of the show as I'm a huge believer in Paul and our great landscaping community. Five years ago, I began Trifecta Landscaping with zero experience, and by God's grace, we have grown into a multi-million dollar debt-free company. I was able to do this in large part with having a great understanding on social and digital marketing, and that is why we are now launching my new company, Pure Marketing. Every thriving business needs a top-of-the-line website, consistent and creative content, and full optimization of Google and digital footprints. If you're ready to grow your business and for new clients to discover you, contact our team for free at puremarketingteam.com, where we focus purely on marketing so you can focus purely on your business. I do hope you're watching the Almonds Shop Build on Caleb and Brittany's YouTube channel. Hi, it's Mr. Producer. Seeing the construction of the Hardscape Academy's headquarters come to life is definitely cool and satisfying. This fall, the Hardscape Academy in beautiful Fairfield County, OHIO, opens its doors, providing you and your team with hands-on training to improve skill sets and gain equipment mastery so you can supercharge your earnings potential. In the meantime, you can instantly access the Hardscape Academy's online training resources for paver installation, retaining walls, fire pits, step installation, or even schedule a one-on-one coaching call with the kid contractor himself. Visit thehardscapeacademy.com or use the link below to get the comprehensive guides and continuing education that will advance and empower your company today. That's thehardscapeacademy.com. Hey, landscaper, do you work hard all year for freedom but still feel as though your money controls you? Unfortunately, because you can't give bookkeeping your full energy or focus, it just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you? Because your business demands your time elsewhere, you need a personalized bookkeeping solution dedicated to your industry. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, now known as the Landscaping Bookkeeper, is dedicated to giving your time and peace of mind back through our monthly bookkeeping service. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute phone call. We want you to become a confident and informed business owner. We'll take care of your grain so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. Your mower blades are sharp, the whippersnipper is ready to rock, and you're all set to cut that grass and make that cash. Hi, it's Mr. Producer. I know you're ready to rock and roll, but have you thought about how to maximize your time on the mower once the podcasts are done for the day and you have hours of work still ahead? Let me recommend audiobooks from Audible. Paul has three titles that you can listen to, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, and the brand new 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care, which he so kindly allowed me to narrate. These audiobooks are a great way to make the most of your time and help you grow your business. I'll put links down in the podcast description. All right, Dr. Frank. So we've been talking about the importance of marketing strategy. And to summarize, to make sure I'm, I'm learning correctly today, if we have a raggedy strategy, but we execute our tactics well on the wrong things, that's not as effective as if we have a super 
focused strategy of how to get the best customers. And then even if we don't know the tactics, we can learn the tactics so that we can, we can execute that, that marketing strategy. And a lot of folks, especially in the lawn care landscaping business, they don't have a strategy, let alone a good one. And so we, we we're really trying to get folks thinking, what is that strategy um, that I need so that I can get those best customers and upsell to my existing customers. Yes, because if you have the right strategy, you're going down the right road. And then you can always improve your tactics or learn more. But if you're on the wrong road to begin with, that's not very productive. Uh, The last thing I think we should talk about is maximizing uh, customer loyalty and retention. Mm -hmm. That's another good strategy for business success. And uh, a couple of thoughts on that is um, we talked about repeat sales or additional sales from your existing customers. That brings in new revenue, but it also does one other thing, and that ties into loyalty and retention. The more dependent your customer, existing customer is on you, the less likely they're going to leave. So if you're doing more than just mowing the yard and edging the driveway, but you're doing many other things that they rely on, they depend on, and you do a good job with that, they're they're not going to easily go to a competitor, even if they uh, charge less mm-hmm. often, because because they're so dependent on you. They they then they have to go through with a take a lot of risk with a new cus, uh, provider mm-hmm. uh, to see if they do all of those things you're already doing well. Mm-hmm. Not the one thing you do, but the many things you do for them. Yeah. So uh, that's a way to add loyalty. Another. St- Another tac- uh, strategy in 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 the area of lo- increasing loyalty is to uh, b- continue to build customer relationship, and that's basically done through frequent and relevant ongoing communications. Whether that's verbally when you're there on site, or it's through email, or it's through phone calls, or it's postcarding them on their birthday, all kinds of things that you can do. It's just find ways that work for you and are convenient to your your existing customer for frequent and relevant ongoing communications. And it might also be a communications about just educating them how to get, how to get a better looking yard. Mm-hmm. And I guess the last thing that would be worth mentioning is um, think about providing individualized offers to your, to, to segments of your existing customers. We always talk about segmenting your offer to the general market, but you can also individualize offers to your existing customers to buy more products and services. Mm. And you would tailor them to how you particularly know what that particular customer is interested in. Mm-hmm. That, that shows uh, real attention to their needs, mm-hmm. and yet it's highly specialized, and it's probably more likely to, to be accepted. Yeah, I can give an example, Dr. Frank, of top dressing. So when there's a yard, especially if you real mow it, that's the cylinder mower that goes like this, that cuts it real short, like what they use on the putting greens and the tee boxes, fairways at the golf course. Those are real mowers. And if you have a customer that wants that look, then you can individualize, like you said, segment to let them know, hey, in order for us to get your yard to look like that, we have to top dress it every year. And that's where you take like a river sand. Um, there's different uh, material that you can use, but we have a, a river sand here. They get off the Chattahoochee. That's real. I, I really like it. And, and you spread that over the yard and then you kind of grade it. Um, I just use a little landscape rake and, and, and grade it out. And that way it goes, the sand goes into the low spots um, 
as you as you grade it so that now the yard's smooth and flat so when you come through with the real mower it you're not scalping it on accident um because if if the yard's bumpy and you're mowing it real short it's going to look it's not going to look good it needs to be smooth so but anyway not and those that's expensive that's a very expensive service but not everybody wants that but the real cream of the crop you know that that tell me hey paul i want my yard to look like a golf course okay cool that's what I want it to look like, but here's here's what how we're going to get there. We're going to have to scalp it. We're going to have to top dress it. We're going to have to you know put this growth regulator on it. Where you know, you can get real nerdy on it, um, but you know I think I think that's uh, an example. Yeah, you've actually had customers tell you that I want it to look like a golf course. Yeah, absolutely. One one guy said I want it to look like a golf course. I said, do you know how often they mow the golf course, John? And he he has a golf uh, the golf hole literally in his backyard the putting green be- beautiful home on a, on the country club uh-huh. you know fairway and then it goes right into the green and he's like, uh-huh. ah, I think I see him out there every day I was like yeah they they mow that putting green you know every single day they wow. they mow the fairways every other day you know what I mean and so I said you think I can come once a week and make it look like that. <laughs> and he was seeing where I'm going with that. Um, my buddy, Josh, he has one customer. His guy owns a construction company here in town. And uh, he was having a similar conversation because a guy told Josh, he has this gigantic front yard, gigantic. And it's by, a, uh, it's not in the country club, it's by a pretty popular road. So a lot of people are driving by. And he said the same thing. He's like, hey, I want my yard to look like a golf course. And Josh said, okay, minimum, I have to cut it three times a week. This guy's big money. He's like, oh, no problem. And so Josh goes out there, and one week he cuts it this diagonal. Then the next, pardon me, the one time the week, then let's say he goes on Monday. Then Wednesday comes out, and he mows it the other direction like a checkerboard. Yeah. And then on Friday, he'll go, you know, the other way. So he's got three different ways going. And this yard looks phenomenal. He puts, he puts iron down. He puts top dressing. And I put the growth regulator, even so it doesn't, you know, grow as much. But um, you said do customers say I want it to look like a golf course? Yes, but like back to your point, you have to educate them. Do you understand the golf course mows that putting green every single morning or six days a week or the fairway every other day? So I can make it look like that, but I'm going to have to be here three or four times a week. And then if they're cheap, they're like, oh, I thought you could just, you know, what? Well, well, the, the other guy came once a week. Well, yeah, look at your yard. <laughs> I, you know, I ain't the other guy. But there are people with money. And again, that's that's a lot of money. But that's you can make it look like that. Had you ever had any cases where they never told you I want it to look like a golf course, but you perceive that they might want that and you told them, hey, I can make your yard look like a golf course and and tell them about that. And they said, Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah, I would like that. Did you ever have one of those? Oh, absolutely. For for sure. It's just the problem is they're too cheap. They, they don't want to pay because you have to charge premium pricing for real mowing anyway. Right. Even if you're just going to go once a week and it's not going to look like a golf course once a week, you can make it look decent. But the problem is I'm getting real nerdy on the biology here, Frank, but when the grass grows and you, you wait a week to go back now, you can only take off about one third of it at the most, because if you cut more than that, then it really browns it out and then it's really hard to recover. So you, you can only take off kind of the tippy top of the turf and it can grow a lot in a week. And so at some point, you just, it's just give and take and you just can't keep it as low as you need to with the real mower going once a week. 
Um, you can put some growth regulator down and stuff like that. But anyway, I explained this to all of them like, Hey, we're going to, I know it's common to have weekly mowing service and that works fine with a rotary mower. But if we're going to use a real mower, you know, we're probably going to need to come at least twice a week. But if you really want to look like Augusta national, we need to come three times a week or four times a week. And so that's just, that's just, you just got to educate them. And most people don't want to spend that much money on their grass. Right, some of them do. And it's worth letting them know and getting their, their, getting the new sale. Yeah. And when I get my house, my, my dream house here, yeah, I'm about to be out there four or five times a week easily, <laughs> probably four times a week. So and it's going to look like a golf course. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can't wait. <laughs> I, so it makes me so mad. You know where I live now and these jokers that. I don't take care of the place here because, you know what I mean? It drives me crazy to see these raggedy looking landscape around here. So I, I got I got goals, Dr. Frank. I got goals. Man. I hear you. Well, that's, I, got goals. I think we covered it. All right. Hey, guys, if you want more on marketing with Dr. Frank, I can honestly say my, it's like a cartoon, you know, where the light bulb goes off in the cartoons like boom, boom, boom. As we uh, did our training where you started teaching me about marketing, I just like why didn't you tell me this earlier, Dr. Frank? And, you know, I talked to two people that said something interesting. Um, Corey Ballard, I was talking to him yesterday. He's built two multi-million dollar businesses. A, a Perfect Cut is a lawn care business in Iowa. And then Ballard Products where he sells like mower blades and stuff like that. And I was just trying to get in, you know, pick his brain. And he's like, my mindset is I own a marketing company. I just happen to sell products to, to lawn care businesses. Right. But his that's not where his mind is. Mine is I'm a marketing company. And I thought that was really interesting. And what he markets is mower blades and, you know, safety equipment and stuff like that. And Alex Kirby from trifecta landscaping said the same thing. He's like, I run a marketing company. What I market is I do lawn services, but I own a marketing company. Yeah. There's another company like that too. Nike shoes. They, uh, they don't have one factory that they own. They're strictly a marketing company and they were from the very beginning. Really? All, all they do is spend their time with their executives figuring how to market Nike running shoes. And then they get uh, factories all around the world to build exactly what they think they know their customers want. Wow. They're a marketing company. They'll admit it. Yeah. Coca-Cola is a marketing company. Uh, they, they, they don't even sell the Coca-Cola. They just sell the syrup. But it's all about marketing. Yeah. But 99% of the people hearing our voices right now, they don't have that paradigm they right they see that oh, i'm a lawn business i'm a lawn, I, you know I'm, I'm a i'm a i cut grass and the ones that are the, the cory ballards and, and and you know he's a multi-millionaire i'd imagine and, and al kirby's a million i mean these guys are successful in life they didn't have this rapid growth by thinking the way everyone else thinks they they think as a marketing company right and and even uh, we we talk about this a lot is um when you boil business down to its very essence, it's just getting and keeping customers. What does that mean? That's marketing. Yeah. And so anyway, the whole training is, that's exactly it, is how do you get customers? How do you keep customers? And guys, these modules are 29 minutes and 59 seconds each. <laughs> I found out my camera cuts off after 29 minutes and 59 seconds. And like 28 minutes, I'm giving Dr. Frank the elbow, like, hey, wrap it up, wrap it up. Two minute warning, man. And he just, he'll go to the buzzer with, with knowledge and education. And uh, we did nine of those modules and it will help you to establish that marketing strategy and to get better customers, to keep those customers. And I highly recommend the how to get and keep customers marketing e-training. It's available at our resource center. 
at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. So take your business to the next level. Visit the Resource Center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com and take the How to Get and Keep Customers e-training with yours truly, Dr. Frank Hallman. Thanks for your time, Dr. Frank. You're welcome. We got to be here. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.